The following show contains spoilers for episode 5 of Survivor 42. Hello again. Hello again. again. Welcome back to RNG Show. It's the podcast where we talk about Survivor. We talk about the fantasy league that we have that is directly related to the currently airing season of Survivor. Uh, We count the points. We talk about the people. We think about the future. And today we got a full group of people with me. Uh, So I'm Toon. I'm here. I'm always here. I'm joined, of course, by Fred. Hello. By Soaring. What's up? And TB. Howdy. So we're all here uh, talking about the last episode of Survivor 42 before the merge. So it gives us an opportunity to kind of look uh, ahead to the future of the season. Also, coming up later on, we are going to be redrafting all of the people still remaining on the season. So even though me and Fred have lost a couple people, even though Soaring hasn't lost anybody, uh, at the end of this episode, we're all going to end up with three people. Uh, We'll get more into the specifics of those rules later on. Uh, But first, we have an episode to talk about. Uh, First part of the episode is fun because we actually get a chance to like check in with everybody uh in some cases multiple times before we start the challenge uh so you guys want to start with ika and roxroy sure uh they don't like them yeah right (laughs) (laughs) roxroy is kind of in this weird spot where especially like romeo doesn't really like want to get rid of him yet because he's kind of like loyal enough as a number but nobody like really is a big fan of Roxroy. Yeah, Tori especially was very much against, like, the whole, oh, we're a tight four, and Tori's like, hell no, we're not. <laughs> I'm sick of Roxroy. I don't want this to be a four. Yeah, so, so by the time uh, yeah, we get to not, the merge, which is soon, uh, this definitely isn't going to be a strong group going in. Uh, and I'm curious if someone like Romeo who, you know, mentioned like his number one is Drea. I wonder if he is going to try more to stick like himself into the swing vote position between Taku and Vati. Um, Even if he doesn't really care as much about Roxroy and, and Tori, he can either try sacrificing them or he can kind of leverage himself as, you know, fractured enough. If like Tori ends up leaving, uh, to try and influence like a war between the green and orange tribes, but who knows? Uh, especially if we end up doing like a half of the group is immune type deal. Uh, yeah, like who knows what the ratios are in that? I just have such a hard time seeing how they ever really get rid of Roxroy right after the merge because I feel like going into the merge, especially a merge like this where every single tribe is exactly even mm-hmm. it would be more on roxroy to split off than it would be an option for the other three to say to get everyone else to like want to vote at roxroy because going into this merge you kind of have to be a four yeah and then you know split up one of the other groups or work with another group to get rid of the third or whatever yeah because um, really like yeah you show weakness here and everyone is just going to like target in that direction. 
Yeah, because if, if you break off as a three and you go to a four and say, hey, let's work together as a seven, then you instantly put your three on the bottom of that entire alliance. Mm-hmm. Well, Especially, you know, as Jeff always says, when it comes to the merge, it's now an individual game. Well, not, 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 not entirely true because we are talking about, you know, protecting your alliances within the game. But yeah. the reality is what makes somebody weak in a team game uh, doesn't necessarily make them weak when it comes to a group game. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. And I think what's interesting with Roxroy is that it almost kind of flips in a way where like his unlikability is almost going to be like the reason that people might want to keep him around he can be a challenge beast goat if he wants because with rocks right like he has a an interesting kind of story where you know he's like very much like doing this for his his family and in that noble pursuit uh but still i think with this group of people if like rocks is sitting next to uh i don't know someone like omer and like uh Romeo, I don't, I don't know if like Roxroy gets enough of the like, not necessarily sympathy, but I just don't know if people are going to be like connected enough to with Roxroy to want to vote for him versus uh, anybody else who ends up in the final three. Exactly. I don't think so. I can't picture a group where Roxroy comes out winning. Right, like he's, you know, he could somehow like change but i think like with the way he's already put off his tribe and the way he's kind of shown he is not fully like linked into the social game i just feel like it's almost determined at this point that he just like cannot win because nobody will respect his game enough yeah i think he's probably athletic enough to like keep himself from floundering completely in challenges but I also think that uh, his social game is complete hot garbage. Yeah, it's so, just not there. <laughs> he, he's, not, he's not going to win, period, unless we get some absolute trash on the podium. Right. Yeah. The episode, the finale, it's Roxroy, Mike, and High or something. And then Mike just goes on a rampage and beating everyone up. <laughs> and then High also beats everyone yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, they just get bloodthirsty and they get disqualified. Yeah. And Rocks yeah. let me show you how far I'll go to become sole survivor. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna vote for me, punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. What's that? You don't want to vote for me because I'm punching other people. Punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a little bit about Ika. Uh, next thing we do in the episode is we visit Taku. Uh, oh, where Taku. Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan's to... not a gamer, dude. <laughs> Jonathan's not a gamer. Yeah, I mean, we definitely we have you know certainly the like very overt uh, Mario Kart reference here, <laughs> which they they said Mario Kart in the subtitles with italics. Yeah, so I mean that's. That's fun, at least. I mean, I know everybody here has, uh, you know, at least played a little bit of Mario Kart before, if not a lot. But more important than the Mario Kart reference was the me reference. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, really going deep. Uh, even some strategy about, like, when to, you know, start accelerating during the countdown. Yeah, they knew the strats. They're but, they're true gamers. But, yeah, I, I it's kind of this, like, interesting situation where, like, in you know, obviously it's, 
not really what's happening here, but like if you take a nerd, right, and you put a nerd in like a room of like average people, you know, the, the that individual may end up feeling, you know, outcast or left out or not able to like participate really in the conversations. But then when you take one of the like very socially adept people and then you put them in an environment with like a bunch of nerds who all like are very passionate about a subject, it's like now they suddenly have n- no way to relate and nothing to talk about. Welcome to an office at every tech company. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it's kind of an interesting thing we're shown here, at least about last episode, you know, Taku is, you know, strong. We're united. We're, we're sticking together forever. And then immediately here we get Jonathan who, you know, if like it comes down to it, you know, he's definitely willing to, cut a few people off for the sake of his sanity yeah which i honestly didn't really see coming especially yeah. again like he said with all the way jonathan's talked about his tribe i just it, it caught me a little off guard but yeah jonathan and marianne were like a really tight pair for most of the early episodes and to see him like kind of swing on that whether it's just kind of heat of the moment kind of thing like I I he's annoyed currently just by not having conversation that he would be included in mm-hmm. or if he like legitimately is starting to see his other tribe mates that way um we'll have to kind of wait and see but yeah he kind of feels on the outs after uh, this thing and goes to try and talk about making some plays against people specifically like Marianne that you just would not have expected earlier on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you get it. They showed us a lot of the rain this episode. I think they referenced how much it was raining last episode maybe, but we hadn't actually seen it in this episode. We get like, yeah, it's raining. They're stuck in the shelter. They have absolutely nothing to do except talk. And you know, for some people that's awesome. Cause they can just chat all day. And for some people they just need like <laughs> a little bit of time to like, focus or concentrate uh and not have people constantly speaking about whatever so i think it's definitely like a consequence of that also what's interesting with taku is that they haven't really gone to tribal in a bit and especially uh when jackson went home at the beginning of the season they didn't uh vote him off so there was never that like initial conflict and then ultimately you know mariah was probably like a pretty easy vote for them to do and Mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like you know drawing any lines or hurting any feelings so they're in this space where they you know haven't done a lot to really like overwhelmingly like bond as a team like against conflict i feel uh yeah. so when they're just stuck with the same people day in day out it you know makes sense to start thinking like okay like what what would i do if i could make my experience here a little better i would get rid of a person yeah and i think this could be setting up a you know taku fracture not necessarily early in the merge but maybe down the line because i know the most recent pair we had set up was omar and jonathan Mm -hmm. and they were like homing up um and if you know jonathan maintains the sort of like disconnect with marianne and Lindsay, then it could you know be Omer and Jonathan turning on those two, uh, which, you know, would be 
interesting, and I hope doesn't happen too soon, but uh, there's a possibility there, and this could be the setup. Yeah, I I think if there's a way that, like, Omer ends up losing this game, it could be because his closest allies end up, like, cannibalizing each other, and he's just left with no solid ground. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a possibility. So there's Taku. Uh, certainly, you know, some interesting changes here on on this side. Now we go to Vadi, which, uh, you know, I guess in hindsight, this is putting a lot more emphasis on like, hey, here's why, you know, Daniel goes home at the end of this episode. <laughs> and also here's why we've heard about Daniel's arm literally every single episode up till this point. We needed yeah. some sort of conflict. <laughs> also, what I kind of enjoy here is, you know, we it, it is rare nowadays to get these like really cool like underwater spearfishing segments that used to be so common uh, in like the teens, which, you know, however long ago that was at this point. But it's really nice whenever we get these uh, like little scenes because I always used to love them so much. But it's funny when we see Jonathan, you know, like super good at it, like in really deep water swimming around. And then it is, you know, set up right next to Daniel, who is like really not getting too far out of the, uh, you know, the shallow water. He's like struggling with the mechanism of the spear. And it's like, okay, this makes more sense. Like if I were to go out there today, this is probably closer <laughs> to like my experience <laughs> than, you know, like an expert deep sea diver. Uh, so I thought that was a funny comparison but yeah it also just kind of sets up uh you know a little bit more of the like social connections of this group yeah i'm kind of surprised that this whole arm thing is still such a problem but i guess thinking back to it how many challenges daniel has sat out i guess that's like the reason that they would always use right but also you know going into the merge like they want him to be bad at challenges kind of Mm -hmm. i mean i i think the reality is i wanted an excuse to get rid of daniel because swimming you know semi-casual like he was is very different than being in a challenge and having to be good at swimming yeah Yeah, for sure true yeah i think you're i think you're totally right because again after the um the last travel they went to, Daniel was really on the outs. We weren't exactly sure if, you know, Daniel or Chanel were going to be the the one taking all the heat. Um, but it, it ended up being Daniel. And so High using this sort of like, you know, joke about, oh, haha, he always sits out of challenges, but now he's swimming to sort of like get Mike and Chanel on their side, I think totally makes sense in the sense that he's just using it as an excuse as opposed to it really being like the reason and the reason more being that they can't trust him and that's survivor for you truth okay so normally i i imagine this would have been the time we go to a challenge but uh instead we go back to ika because we need to talk to romeo some more yeah i gotta say this was romeo wherefore art thou I gotta say, this is, like, the moment where I sort of realized how much better the season is than the last, where it's, mm-hmm. like, nothing too spectacular has happened so far. I wouldn't say the cast as a whole is, like, quite as strong, but, like, the amount of time we actually get 
on these tribes and the fact that like even just within these what we've seen so far before this like return to Ika and Vati we already have three separate conflicts set up right Mm -hmm. we have the Ika's tribe with um sort of uh their relationship to Roxroy and how that's sort of fracturing and falling apart or whatever we have Taku and Jonathan sort of like not being as fond of his tribe and Vati and turning on Daniel whereas like before last season i feel like we never got this level of like setting up a conflict in every single tribe going into a challenge so that every single tribe feels like they could go to tribal this episode because now we have something that that vote would be based on in every single tribe and that makes it really way more interesting to watch and actually makes the challenge feel like there's you know tension to it mm-hmm yeah, it, it's certainly pretty balanced, and I've appreciated that about the season. And I think what's also kind of impressive is that you know we have like we we have five different like tribe sections, you know, essentially that we visit in the first half of the episode. Then we have the challenge. There's also a summit visit that uh you know comes up later on. So really, like they managed to fit a lot of things in this episode pretty well. Yeah, they were quite concise with their segments, but that's still packed with info, very dense. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. good episode. Yeah. Uh yeah, so we check in with Romeo a little bit, get to hear more about like uh Romeo's like backstory, his current position in the game, and really like it comes off in an interesting way because like Romeo is someone who especially like in the first episode, I feel like was not really coming off as super strong, especially like, you know, making a close alliance with Zach and then like Zach is voted out immediately. Uh, but he's kind of found his way into like, you know, Roxroy as like a good ally, Drea as his number one, uh, and kind of being set up as like the main character in a way of Ika at this point, especially with like Tori kind of being, you know, either like the villain or the anti-hero, whichever, way you want to take it yeah and as as somebody that was almost not picked in our original draft Romeo's definitely like proven himself as a competent player and has really cemented himself in the best position on Ika by far yeah um arguably only maybe behind Drea if you you know consider her how survivor rich she is Mm -hmm. um but as a player and like the things that they're actively doing and the decisions they're making romeo's definitely impressed me yeah i'm really interested to see what romeo kind of ends up doing once we hit the merge here because you know he's coming out very well on this tribe but that's not really saying a lot (laughs) with this tribe yeah so put him against a little bit more impressive competition and then i feel like we'll get a better read of you know how good is romeo gonna be at this game uh drea finds an idol or she finds a beware advantage at least let's go (laughs) she Uh, does do that that's points yeah uh we got potato talk notably uh tori does not really mention anything about potato talk true (laughs) so jokes on us (laughs) yeah and then around this time when Drea is finding this idol, thinking to 
ourselves, well, you know, it's been a little bit on now. Uh, is Mike still going to, you know, not say the phrase or, you know, when it comes down to the last minute, like, will he end up saying it? I don't know. Let's go to the challenge and find out. But instead we go over to Vati where Mike is talking exactly about this. Should I use this? Is it worth, you know, getting my vote back or not? Uh, so I thought it was kind of funny how the show managed to answer a question like that so immediately. But I think... I mean, really, this is just about setting up more of, like, this one storyline so it makes sense because, as we know, he does eventually say the phrase in the challenge. And if it wasn't explained, then it would probably feel kind of weird. Like, oh, he said he wasn't going to, but now he did? Like, why is that? Yeah. I don't know if this was the right choice from Mike. Because when I think about it, there's really no reason for him to essentially show his hand and reveal to the other tribes that he has an idol, as opposed to just holding on to it when we're about to hit the merch. Obviously, they don't know that's going to happen next episode, but like within the next you know, vote or two at most, we're merging. And unless he is kind of expecting to go to tribal... I feel like you just hang on to it. Yeah, and you really hold that information. But you, you, you never know when you're going to go to tribal. Um, it all just depends on the challenge. It They're very even right now. So I, I understand his play here. Um, but I guess the, the other part of it is like, is Mike not, or I feel like Mike shouldn't even be worried about yeah, for the like, tribal, he's going kind to of tribal in a good though spot. because I don't think he's on the chopping block for, for at least two. He, you know, he he could have been, you know, like everything high has said yeah. about Daniel. It could have just been like you know a ruse, and then we get to tribal, and suddenly, uh, you know, like high Lydia, Daniel, Chanel are all in an alliance, and they just vote Mike out. It's really like they just got yeah. rid of Jenny. Yeah, if if Mike didn't have his vote in this tribal, things could have went a lot differently. And obviously we know that High isn't like the biggest fan of Daniel, but you know, it's all about keeping on top of things. So, you know And Mike if if Mike didn't have his idol activated and uh he went to that tribal without a vote, he could have been in a very easy vote, like kind of anticipating the merge, you know. Mm-hmm. Um get the idol out of the game mm. kind of situation yeah yeah you're right you're right so yeah it is it, definitely the safer play to just reveal the info and then yeah play it safer for these votes yeah so like knowing what happened sure like you know it would have been nice if he kept the info secret but you know in the short term having the vote seems like it's pretty important yeah i feel like in the in his situation it was the more practical play overall. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, who's that. to say he doesn't, like, hand the idol off to someone? You know, just because at this point, like, everyone, well, I guess, I don't know. Olive, let's see, which tribe is it set up? Olive Taku knows about the phrase, right? Yeah. Only Drea and Romeo know about the phrase on Ika. Yeah. yeah. And everybody knows about it on Vati. Yeah. So, 
it's just Rocks Roy and Tori out of the loop. Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, oh, I get it. So next episode's gonna open with Tori being like, "Potatoes? What was that all about?" <laughs> I I feel like her delivery was very natural. The the only delivery that wasn't was Mike's. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. If we're getting into uh, the delivery, uh, of I hey Jeff, I gotta say something. Mm, base, er, soccer brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it is kind kind of sketchy that Marianne says it three tribals in a, or three challenges in a row. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. Like, but as we uh, yeah, as we mentioned before, Marianne is like one of the best people to get one of these phrases because it's just so in line with her personality. Doing it three times though, anytime Jeff says anything about anything, it's very suspicious. So like, even though Mike's delivery is uh very sus. Even if, you know, 90% of the cast didn't know what was going on, they would have definitely still been Sussumarian at this point. Yeah. 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 Ultimately, I don't think it'll take too long for, like, Rox Roy and Tori to be filled in anyways. So, everyone knows who has an idol. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once they merge, uh, they'll be filled in by the other tribe members pretty much immediately because they all know. Right. And what also hasn't really been mentioned in a while is the amulet that everyone, uh, let's see, Hi, Lindsay, and Drea all got. I guess technically Drea kind of mentioned it, but we haven't yeah. had any yeah, like, currently has an extra strategy talk about it. But technically, you know, they can form together and make an extra vote if they want to. But I definitely yeah. think it's more likely that they try and vote Wait it out. somebody off. Yeah. I think the other thing, advantage or I guess disadvantage wise, is that um, Omar still doesn't have a vote. Uh, and we're going into merge with that. Why not? Oh, from the. From risking his vote. Right. Yeah, because they haven't gone to tribal yet. That's yeah, and they haven't gone to tribal. Huh. I guess I'll. So unfortunately, I don't, I don't get to complain about a garbage Taku vote where two people can vote, but <laughs> it is still relevant that. Uh, Omar doesn't have a vote from that because it does affect like the numbers game of uh of the merge. Yeah. Because who was it? Chanel, right? Chanel and Omar technically have like <laughs> kind of beef, kind of like, oops, we both got each other. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll see how that <laughs> pans out or if it's ever mentioned at all. So uh we got tribal uh oh we have taku just like steamrolls through it right <laughs> oh you mean the challenge yeah yeah taku steamrolls the challenge and then ika like kind of makes it uh and then they end up putting daniel on the rope braiding and then Lindsay is having no not Lindsay. uh Oh, oh! It was Omer. Sorry, I'm totally screwed. What up are here. you talking about? I'm all so these confused. In colors. Okay, <laughs> so it was, <laughs> it was Ika who got to the end really quick. Yeah, Ika killed it, and they did fine. And then Vati kind of got there in like an okay amount of time, but then uh, Taku was spending forever on the rope braiding because they sent in Omer instead of you know Lindsay. <laughs> probably yeah. would have made a lot more sense but they end up coming back anyways even though had Vadi had like tons of time to do the targets so uh 
it's kind of sad for me, only having Vati people, but it is what it is. Just another Jonathan Carey. Yeah, and then what they decide to send, Roxroy, no, Roxroy yes. sends uh, Lydia, and then he He's also decides to go himself, which is an interesting pair. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I just feel like if, I guess they, they like should have known that they get to choose two people, and I feel like Roxroy and Lydia probably isn't going to create like a productive uh like alliance going into the merge necessarily. Mm-hmm. And obviously they both just like picked the safe option at the end, so like <laughs> just didn't really get them anywhere. Yeah, this summit is interesting just compared to some of the summits we had before, because some of the summits are like these, you know, huge, truly emotional journeys between these two people getting to know each other, and by the end of it, they're, like, hugging and crying it out and, you know, building this beautiful relationship right before the merge. Mm -hmm. And then there's a summit like this, which is just very political and very, like, trying to goad the other person into giving up the tiniest bit of information while trying to withhold as much information as possible. Um, And I think it's, you know, also interesting because, you know, seeing that sort of, like, social interaction play out um can be fun but uh it's just different it's just a different result of this summit that we have you know complained so much about Mm -hmm. Uh, also notably we didn't have the like the summit from last season where they had to like choose between like the tarp or the advantage or nothing so the like knowledge is power advantage didn't get put into play this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's possible like it could have come out. No, I don't, think so. I don't know. So that's at least one step that is, you know, a little separated from last season. So I'm not sure if that is meaning that we'll also be getting rid of some of the other like controversial <laughs> advantages from 41 or not. But I guess we'll just have to Here's see hoping. how it plays out. Because there's, you know, there's a couple that, you know, of course there's the hourglass thing, which uh, I kind of like fully intend them to like run again, but they could not. There's, there's the, like the Deshaun, uh, was it the Mondi Hall problem. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, that may or may not come back. So I guess it's nice at this point, even though the, format in terms of like the summit and the beware advantages like have been similar it's not just a carbon copy so that's nice and at least is going to make the rest of the season a little more interesting because we don't necessarily know exactly what's coming agreed yeah uh rest of the time we spend in this like post challenge portion of the episode was with vati and this is i mean Kind of a standard, like, well, it's going to be this person or this person for this reason or that reason. And, like, of course, we aren't going to get anything definitive because the whole point of the show is to, like, make it a surprise at the end. So, yeah. Even that... even then, I am uh, going into Tribal. I was pretty certain that it was going to be Chanel going home. I just, like, yeah. felt I it. Makes it. A lot more sense to get rid of Chanel here for the group. 
I think both yeah. make sense in terms of like the try, but the way Daniel and Chanel have been presented to us, it really felt like Daniel was like going to be a longer character. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chanel is just sort of like, hasn't really given us, or we haven't been given anything about her to make us like, um, you know, attach her in any way. So it was sort of like, well, it feels like Chanel's going home here because we know way more about Daniel and he's more of a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of the difference between, you know, like Daniel like kind of feels like in the middle of a storyline, even though like his story has been like, I'm not going to win for this reason and this reason. Versus <laughs> Chanel where we just like don't really know anything about like Chanel yet. Uh, but also it just feels like for this group, like going into a merge situation, Daniel would just be so much more of a, like a loyal number, even if he's been playing a little squirrely, like in the game so far, like I feel like going into the merge, he's be more willing to stick with the people he knows versus try and like break into any of these existing groups of people. And I'm not sure if I would be as confident about that with Chanel. I feel like Chanel is someone who would, you know try and break off yeah i agree but i feel chanel is more of a threat in the post-merge game Mm -hmm. than daniel would be that is also true so it's also like a double-edged sword there where yeah sure it makes sense to get daniel out but now that we're going into the merge which they don't know to be fair Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, Chanel has a better, like, social game and, like, <laughs> mental, like, sneakiness to carry her through the post-merge game. So we'll see how she goes, if they target her pretty quick or if they allow her to slide by and run some of her schemes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, even just looking at how... Daniel handled the Jenny vote. I see that and I go, yeah, this guy could never make any like crazy play against us. Like he could be a number to somebody else, but like he's never going to like make any kind of play. And then also just like, yeah, like you said, socially, Daniel's just, (laughs) Daniel's just more, and I hate to use this word, but submissive. To, like, the rest of the tribe, right? He seems very desperate to be in their good graces still. Whereas Chanel seems like she's more cool with, like, yeah, if, if you know, if we're not a four or whatever, I'll just go do my own thing. Um, yeah. So I feel like also in that, like, in that sense, Daniel's also way more useful to them and way more easy, uh, way easier to, you know, wrangle in and keep it as part of their number numbers mm-hmm. yeah true uh also in this tribal council there's no shot in the dark this time around uh so i guess daniel must have been at least like pretty confident chanel also makes an interesting choice here uh voting this, for so... mike instead of playing a shot in the dark in case daniel played a shot in the dark this is, this was a weird play initially, but the more I thought about it, the better, or the more sense it made. This is also a perfect example of what we're talking about, where Chanel is playing harder mm-hmm. and is yeah. 
smarter and is willing to like sort of throw these people under the bus if it means getting herself ahead. Um, because this mic vote is specifically to avoid the edge case where Daniel, yeah, either plays a shot in the dark and is safe or gets an idol or something, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other three, um, vote for Daniel and then Daniel doesn't have a vote and then Chanel's one mic vote is the only one that counts and then she's safe or, and then she gets mic voted out. Um, so it like seems weird on paper, but actually makes a lot of sense. Cause it definitely caught me off guard right away. But the more I thought about it, it made perfect sense. Yeah. Cause if she's going home, then no matter what happened, no matter what she does, she's going home period. Right. The only she knew that she wasn't going home. She was confident in that, or she wasn't being voted out. Uh, but she wanted to uh, protect herself from a potential advantage. Begin. Uh, I mean, yeah, yes, not necessarily. I mean, you know, she could have been pretty confident. It also could have just been really weighing, like, you know, playing the shot in the dark, not having a vote. You have a one in six chance of you know being immune, but if you know you don't then you kind of just leave versus operating under the assumption where it's like okay you know i just have to assume that i'm not being voted for so i have to do my best because i don't want to just leave whether i'm in the game or not up to the dice yeah yeah and it also has the added benefit of leaving a sense of paranoia with mike Mm -hmm. because now he knows that Oh, people are still voting for me, even though I thought I was back in, you know. Yeah. So, so um, it it wouldn't make sense for so, that person to be Daniel necessarily, but if she maneuvers yeah. it properly, or you know, just lets it sit, you know, he could easily believe that vote came from like Hi or Lydia. Yeah, and then maybe that could potentially bait out an idol in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just wonder though, because it, you know, obviously we see it, but. I feel like it's very hard for Chanel to convince Mike that it wasn't her. Because if you just think about it logically, if you just <laughs> do the math, run the numbers, it's always Chanel that voted for Mike. It's the only thing that makes sense here. And well, the general consensus in the, the chatting at, at the camp was, okay, if we're talking to Chanel, we're voting Daniel. If we're talking to Daniel, we're voting Chanel. So it it was clear there were two definitive people on the chopping block. So it made the most logical sense for her to vote for Daniel. So that leaves it kind of up in the air in Mike's mind is, is how I would assume it is the intention behind it. Um, But if I, if I were in, Mike's position. That's how I would think about it is, well, she had no reason not to vote for Daniel, so it's got to be one of the other two. Maybe. I could see that. I guess the other part of it is like, Hi, Lydia and Mike are also still closer, are still like the the three, right? The, the core of the tribe. So if they just go, no, I 
why would I ever vote for you here? It literally makes no sense. If we wanted to split the vote, then we would vote for yeah. Chanel. They're, they're the core of the tribe as of this as of this episode. The last tribal they went to, that very much wasn't the case. This is more of a recent thing. Sure, 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 sure. I just mean, like, going into next episode, if they come back from tribal and Mike's like, what the heck? Who voted for me? And Chanel says, oh, it wasn't me. And Hi and Lydia go, oh, it wasn't me. I'm pretty sure you would believe Hi and Lydia more, just because, again, if they are smart enough to explain that they literally had no reason to vote for him because they wanted Daniel or Chanel out, then it should add up. And they should go, oh yeah, it just had to be Chanel or potentially Daniel. Or a sudden switch, which at from the, the chatting at the before the vote at Tribal, um, that could have been any of them, honestly. Um, even if they talk it out, there's still going to be that layer of uncertainty. Yeah, it still because, plants the seed. Yeah, For that, sure. that 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 that's the main point I'm trying to make is that that seed is there. That like, oh, even if Chanel, Hi, and Lydia all say it wasn't me, uh, one of them's got to be lying, and I think it might be Chanel. But I'm still not sure. You're not you sure know? if you would know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, you totally have a point. I think that Seed is definitely going to be there. Especially because, like, the way Mike responded to the vote was, like, you know, turning back to them and being like, I'm still getting votes. You know, so it seems yeah. like he's, it's very, something that he's consciously aware of that, like, he is getting votes. And so. Yeah, it definitely dug in. Yeah, I could totally, I could totally see that coming up again. But, alas, Daniel goes home. <laughs> no shot in the dark. Uh, yeah, do not pass go. No, do not go to uh, the edge of extinction. You're done. Kind of sad. I thought Daniel was a fun character, but... Yeah, this is something I, it, you know, we kind of brought up watching the episode. It's like, you know, Daniel's like a, a fun like pre-merge character here, but when we're looking at like potential casts for a returnee season, I'm not sure if uh you know daniel is necessarily top of like the ticket for who they're looking to ask back yeah uh just for sure you know he was you know fun entertaining and definitely like different than you know a lot of the you know like typical like ultra masculine type dudes on the show uh but i feel like if they want to pull from this archetype they have plenty of other selection for it and ultimately daniel just like is like didn't play that great of a game of survivor yeah yeah he also made the number one biggest survivor mistake which is uh dislocating your shoulder (laughs) true (laughs) yeah if you go on survivor anybody out there that's listening uh don't dislocate your shoulder do not get injured absolute rookie mistake yeah true so yeah that Mostly, you know, rounds up our thoughts about the episode and in a way like the pre-merge as a whole. Uh, is there anything else like you want to, anybody wants to say about like the pre-merge before we sort of move on here? Uh, I'll just give my general thoughts, which is that, um, as I mentioned earlier, I think they did a much, much, much better job this season of like actually developing, you know, the cast as evenly as is reasonable and actually giving attention to every tribe pretty equally um, to the point where like going into this merge, it felt like we 
have lots of storylines, lots of relationships, lots of characters, um, lots of things to build off of, and, uh, you know, time, enough time spent on each of them that they feel like, you know, things that we are aware of and things that feel like naturally happened. Yeah. Yeah, it, it feels better in some ways, for sure, than last season. And maybe not on like an individual basis, but overall it just feels like they're doing more justice for this group of people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, this is normally when we might mention voicemails. Uh, <laughs> for anybody listening right now, if you want to send in a voicemail, uh, if you have thoughts on the episode or anything you'd be interested in hearing us talk about, uh, you can submit those over on rngshow.com. There's a little button right there. It shouldn't be too hard to find. Uh, you can pretend you're looking for an idol or something. Next, we... Oh, anybody want to do a last opportunity to trade? Free <laughs> 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 draft? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, who wants to give me uh, all of their players for uh, 500 points, right? Deal. Ooh. <laughs> You're in debt now. (laughs) 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 All right. So let's talk about some points then. Uh, Every time somebody does something that we deem worthy of tracking, uh, they get some points for it. Each person uh, drafts some people on the show, and we add up the points over time. It's a wild concept. Uh, Unfortunately for me, it did not turn out too well uh especially in these past couple episodes i started on on a good note but uh you know ultimately even if the trades i made didn't matter too much it would it would have been nice to have held on to roxroy apparently uh I, I came out of this episode with only five points kind of sad uh, i'm going into the merge part here with a little bit of a disadvantage but hey uh you know anything can happen at this point right <laughs> you're succeeding in your overall goal that you leaked to me that you are trying to get the lowest score in draft history uh so maybe (laughs) leaking next up we have uh fred who doubled my score at 10 nice uh taku just uh doing well over and over and get on there yeah (laughs) despite (laughs) despite having only you know two people for a while now uh it uh yeah they're just doing their thing. Yeah, so at the beginning of the season, maybe, you know, Taku winning most of the challenges wasn't too much of a radical idea, but I think maybe, like, I was nervous about them, like, self-destructing at some point or being like, oh, we just got to get rid of Jonathan because he's yeah. too much of a long-term threat or something. I don't know. But obviously, Taku ended up being very, very successful. Um, I think that would have required Taku to be able to throw, and they did not have the ability to throw with Jonathan on their team. Yeah, right? no matter how much they in, uh, unintentionally tried, he would have done it anyway. So yeah, Taku's doing good. Marianne also uh, gets some extra points here for you, Fred, uh, because the group of three here uh, with the beware advantage did manage to activate it. Uh, so I got some of those points. TB got some of those points. You got some of those points. So yeah, really for being down to two people, you came out of this, uh, you know, pre-merge pretty well. Uh, I guess you're in third place for points, but oh, it's only, only one point behind soaring. So, yeah. uh, you know, pretty, pretty good performance, especially compared to me, who's starting to trail a little bit. Uh, then tripling plus one, my points is soaring. <laughs> 
uh, who just <gasps> has. Wait, I, wait, wait, I'm beating tune. Yeah. I mean, every, everyone has this is. Has ever happened before? <laughs> has this happened before? Uh, last episode. But uh, you got a good spread uh, and definitely helped by Ika getting first place in the challenge. Uh, and then you get a little bit of Taku points from Jonathan, of course, who's been a pretty stable source for you. And Chanel got a vote and didn't go home. Then we... Ha- I'm just a lowly Jonathan farmer. <laughs> <laughs> True. It ain't much, but it's honest work. True. Uh, and then we have TB uh, quadrupling my points plus two with <laughs> 22. <laughs> uh, Drea uh, has been a pretty strong source of points, even if I am not like super confident in her like as a player or like as a long-term player. But... For the sake of, uh, you know, pre-merge here, she's definitely been <laughs> bringing in lots of points, making you uh, RNG show fantasy survivor rich, as it were. <laughs> Let's go. Then <laughs> uh, you got Lindsay, challenge points, uh, Lydia, and, and Roxroy, who is sitting in waivers right now, uh, both agreed, or not agreed, but they both decided to choose the safe option at the Shipwheel Island. So Lydia gets a handful of points for that. Not to mention, uh, TB also uh, decided it was time to catch up uh, <laughs> with Chance Die. He gets one for Daniel going home. He gets one because Jurea found an advantage in the wild. And he gets a third because Lydia chose the safe option. So before it was me and free, uh, me and Fred kind of like rich at the top, and then TB is just uh, suddenly here with us. Yeah, caught up within this one episode, right before it was the most relevant. So that's kind of how <laughs> our pre-merge draft picks kind of shook up. Uh, you know, obviously, at least speaking for myself, I you know didn't make like the most like intelligent choices in the draft you know an attempt to you know maybe be a little more experimental obviously didn't turn out super well made some trades that honestly you know i i still can't really regret because i feel like they were pretty good decisions at the time based on the information i had um unfortunately they just didn't shake out too well i am losing some points especially with like rocks roy here in this last episode but what you gonna do uh hi and mike have ended up kind of like on the top of their tribe here so at least those were some decent choices uh anybody else have like comments about your your own uh pre-merge experience my team's killing it yeah (laughs) my team survived for the first time ever (laughs) i'm done but did they thrive Mm. i mean they did i they did i yeah i i would say if you had told me that I would be at two people going into the merge slash redraft, I would be like, that sucks. But looking at actually how it actually shook out and only being one point behind second, I'm totally happy with how it worked out. Mm-hmm. If you I have no complaints. Five eps ago. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, I think would be a much different world if in that first episode, like, they decided to vote someone like Tori off instead, and you would still have, like, Zach here, who, you know, presumably would, like, be a lot tighter with someone like Romeo. Mm -hmm. I'm curious how that would have went, but maybe, like, they would have lost more challenges without Tori. 
So yeah, that's true. It, interesting, but certainly like Zach going home is the you know more or less like the first boot of the season. I think is interesting and pretty unexpected. Okay, so those are the points. Uh, the last time we will have exactly the same configuration of people on each of our teams. Uh, I believe. I mean, I, I, you know, you guys brought it up earlier. Now is our like official time for trades. I don't have any trade offers. I don't know if anybody else really cares. I don't think it matters. Um, <laughs> it really it would, doesn't. There is exactly one scenario. Really if you yeah. wanted to make a trade to lock and like lock that person in that's on somebody yes. else's tribe. But I don't know if that would like really be a possible move to make at this point. If anybody wants to try, but <laughs> I don't have anything. Because the, I mean, I don't think you could possibly make this trade. Because the reality is, if you make this trade, you are telling somebody. Yes, that I believe this is the most important person in the game. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that this person is worth locking in because I want to lock them in. Or maybe you just want to take away the other person's ability to lock them in. This but is getting too complicated. Let's just, would, Let's just redraft. Let's just redraft. No, no, no. We're second, going no trades. Let's just redraft. Or, Let's just redraft. <laughs> or to to sow distrust within our own group here. Oh, plant the seeds. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, Fred, oh. I'll trade you Lydia for Marianne. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Because you want to. <laughs> Solely because you want to. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> T- TV, TV. What's up? I'll trade you Romeo for Lydia. Okay. Let's just move on. Okay, so... Alright, so DV, you don't, you don't care about that trade? You say no? No, okay. I don't. <laughs> it seems like a good trade to me. Alright. Uh, he said yes first! <laughs> okay, so before we start the actual process of the redraft itself which i am sure we are all super excited for uh we are joined by special guest flying who is going to uh help us make sense of all the rules and uh just kind of thoroughly explain everything hello again uh you don't have to like say i'm a special guest every time but you I'm are just... special okay i'll make sure guest. to give you a bit a bigger credit well thanks time. Yeah, I'm I'm the one who does all the spreadsheets and writes all the rules and then realizes I wrote it down st- stupid and and rewrites it and everything's uh, a work in progress. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh yeah, we're going from the teams you currently have to teams of 3 now. Everybody's getting a whole new tribe and there's to to make this like a game, there's a bunch of different mechanics we have for this the first thing up is if anyone wants to lock in one of their players they can spend these chance dice flying that you yeah i'd like to (laughs) (laughs) well i mean yeah the the chance dice that you've gathered throughout the season uh and 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 the one that you got at the start soaring (laughs) because while while everyone dice Everyone except for Soaring has gathered up five chance dice from their players. Uh, Soaring is still stuck with one. Uh, Flying, if anybody listening right now wants to follow along with any of this information, uh, where can they find the spreadsheet? Oh, it'll be linked in the show notes, or you can go directly to rngshow.com slash 42. That's right. Also check out the tabs at the bottom. Uh, It'll help you navigate around. 
but I mean, everybody has like messaged me already and told me who they want to lock in. But we could we could just pretend for a minute. I all right. Do you guys have ideas for who you want to lock in here? Yeah, we already yeah. told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We messaged yeah. you. Gosh, yeah, we messaged, okay, we great. messaged you before the show. There's a whole thing. Flying soon. I'd like to lock somebody in <laughs> soon. Who are you gonna lock in? Okay, so yeah, we're gonna move through. So I have looked at my two people. I've considered. I've thought. Um, and I am going to lock in Mike. That's crazy. Ooh. Uh, Making know, beyond... bad decisions during the first draft. Bad decisions now. <laughs> Beyond uh, mm-hmm. just like Mike having an idol, because ultimately, you know, if he uses it even right, that's not that many points. Um, and now that everybody knows that Mike has an idol, uh, I feel like in this sort of like post merge soup, uh, High is someone who is <laughs> potentially going to be targeted uh, much more just for being kind of like the typical, uh, you know, good at survivor kind of person if they. If anybody does like decide to immediately turn on Vati, I also like don't have a a bunch of confidence in Vati necessarily, but <laughs> I only have two people to choose from, and between those two, I feel like even though Mike has kind of been like done dirty in the game at this point, um, looking at it from a bigger picture, I feel like he has always managed to kind of come out of it okay, and. Uh, you know, even with like him losing the idol earlier on, uh, it feels like, I guess compared to someone like Daniel, like Mike isn't necessarily being portrayed in a way that uh makes him like look really bad. I think it's just he's not overwhelmingly like you know a hero or something. Uh, so obviously like High would have also been a really strong choice to make here, but um. I guess I'm just not quite as confident in high as like a long-term option. Uh, sure, like he's a win winner contender in a way, just like looking at the quality of people here. But you know, maybe that's too obvious, or maybe it's just obvious enough. We'll find out. <laughs> he's real Tony, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. I I just feel like going through with the season. Uh, you know, I would I would have much more fun with like Mike on my team, or like if Mike won the game, then High, who like has been playing, you know, pretty well, but ultimately I feel like just isn't that entertaining. So that's my piece. All right, all right, Fred. Now, now, now that Tune has gone over his thoughts, who do you, do you want to lock in? Anybody? It, this one's very simple. He was my first pick. He was my winner pick. He is going to win the game. I'm sticking with Omar. That's yeah. It's All right. the that freest sense. choice I've ever had to make. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good choice. And yeah, he just yeah. simply wins the game. I don't know what to tell you. He just simply wins. He simply <laughs> wins the game. So I, why would I, I, I not pick him? I kind of see Omar as as a lot of a as sort of a Nick Wilson type character. Yeah, like, I think that's gets, pretty he fair. He gets to the end like through through his bonds primarily, and I think we'll get to see that a lot shine in the latter half. of the Yeah, season. I mean he is mm-hmm. he's a strong enough player. He's had like some some really strong moments with like the people on his tribe that we've been shown. It's one of those things where, like, if he ends up in the final tribal, I feel like it's hard for, like, anybody to really compete against him. Yep. 
I am an Omar Stan. All right, next up, TB. All right, uh, an easy pick for me, too. Uh, I'm going to keep Drea. Yeah. Yep. And how much of that is on the merits of, like, Drea as a survivor player versus all, like, the advantages she has clinging around? Absolutely none. She has a lot of advantages. That's a lot of points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going, going, going into this redraft, she was going to be second on my priority purely because of the sheer amount of advantages she has. Yeah, I think TV ended up in an interesting situation here where, like, you know, your team did very well in the pre-merge but nobody especially like stands out to me um so yeah i feel like dre is kind of just like the good choice to make here i'm curious to see how she does outside of ika yeah all right and lastly soaring what's your choice here well actually guys i think you're going to be very surprised to find i'm not locking anybody in really Ooh. That's a little for Jonathan. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> dang it! That actually does that surprise one. me, though. Yeah, I really am not surprised in terms of walking in. It was between Jonathan and Romeo, a hundred percent, and I don't think yeah. Soaring likes Romeo as much as Jonathan. Yeah, I mean, I guess he kind of just gave that away in the in the trade offer, <laughs> but. <laughs> I feel like Romeo has been I'm, I'm, escalating a little bit here. I still don't really know what Romeo's role in all of this is, if I'm being honest. Uh, I don't know. But... Like, at the at the end of the day, Jonathan will score me points unless he goes home right away, but you right. know. Yeah. That's kind of sure. the fear with Jonathan. Is like, you know, he's been great at these pre-merge challenges that typically rely on group strength, but he was just uh, strong enough to brute force that and rely on individual strength instead. But, you know, how much will his, like, you know, bulky frame and bulging muscles really be helpful when he has to like <laughs> you know balance like a, a ball on a plate or yeah. you know stand or, on like tiny little nubs on he, he will keep beam. that ball balanced between his bulging shoulder muscles <laughs> <laughs> so i feel like yeah. jonathan is a really like volatile pick here where like uh he could definitely go on and like win a bunch of challenges or so much of the pre-merge setup has been like, look how good he is at challenges. Oh, he just lost a challenge. We should uh, vote him out. Now's our one chance to get yeah. him out. Oh, wait. But then we're too dumb to vote him out. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, we, we can talk about the other people on your team as we make our way through. But I feel like Jonathan like makes plenty of sense. I think Jonathan's a good pick here. No doubt. Cool. Alrighty, so so with those players locked in, uh, I guess we just we just won't have a third round of the redraft. We don't we don't <laughs> need it. What, eight people Perfect. to pick. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And so the redraft order currently is soaring, TB, Fred, and Tune. The the reverse of the order I just did. Um, and this is based on how many players you've kept through the pre-merge here uh just like how well you've done so with with that uh with the locking in uh fred tb and tune you all have four chance dice and you all have messaged me how many chance dice you want to spend here to try and climb up the redraft order. Right. also worth mentioning real uh, quick uh fred and i ended up with the same amount of people but we put me in the lower spot because i earned less points yes correct go on so i think it'd be fun here let's let's go let's go th through this current order we have here soaring unfortunately you do not have any chance dice you cannot spend any here to try and you know 
I don't increase got further. The votes. But TB, how many chance dice would you like to spend? I thought we were going bottom to top. Oh, I think it's more interesting this way. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a real Jeff Probst vote read since, here. Since we've all already picked anyway. Yeah. I'm spending dramatic tension. Three. Ooh. To be said three. Yes. All right. So you will jump up past soaring and basically have a buffer space of like two spots. Like if Fred and Toon try and uh, try and climb past you. So, uh, Fred, how many would you like to spend? I really racked my brain about this um, because there's, you know, a lot of math involved. If if Toon uses a certain amount of dice, how many dice, you know, should I use to get ahead of him? Is it worth using, you know, uh, a bit of extra to try to get ahead of, you know, Soaring or TB? Um ahead of that is it you know which is just running through the calculations in my head and um i realized that was really hard and i decided that eh, i'm not gonna use any dice instead so i use zero nice Ooh. so tb is still sitting pretty at the top of this board and tune it, it comes down to you where are you, how, how far up are you gonna try and climb so uh i thought about my draft experience from the first episode and how a lot of my picks were pretty abnormal compared to other people and perhaps I made the same mistake here with uh you know locking in Mike but I still felt like I I should just because you know it's hard to know especially like for Sorian TV how they might feel about someone like Mike so I just wanted to kind of uh keep him to myself but once I realized that the redraft was going to be in a snake order um, the idea of just being able to choose two people back to back really appealed to me and not have to worry with, uh, you know, whoever's left over after that. So I also used zero chance die, uh, and I'll just play oh, right in the I middle here. I could have guessed this. I could have guessed this. I, I, when I decided that I was using zero dice, I'm like, I feel like Toon's going to have a very similar, like, vibe. Or well, you know, ultimately, it's, towards the it's not necessarily that, like, you have to be first or it's not worth anything, but it's like, you know, I, I was never going to, like, be able to, you know, work my way all the way up to, you know, past, you know, TB at the very least and who knows about Fred. So I'm, like, totally happy with having uh, the back-to-back option here uh, and leaving the worst people to you. Because really, that's kind of the the double-edged sword of being the first pick is that you're also the eighth pick. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I definitely predicted wrong what you two were going to do, <laughs> mm-hmm. but that is fine. So, yeah, and happens. I mean, you know, just putting it out here, um, I am spending zero chance. Dice. Right. right, right. <laughs> but of course, so the, because nobody gave me any. Yeah. The other thing I thought about was like, I don't know if it's worth trying to get, you know, an extra, spot up or not even if i can make myself pick first does it really matter because like i don't really care about any of these people mm-hmm. so i was like i don't yeah, feel like, like, like already it's that important for me yeah i don't think it's that important for me to be two spots higher or even one spot higher and now we come out richer and truly dice at least which are about to get a little bigger okay so with that there's not 
Too much change to the order. <laughs> TB is now going first, then Soaring, then Fred, then Toon. So let's do it then, TB. So with, yeah, with those four players locked in, TB, uh, you have eight to choose from? That's how math yep. works. Yes. Mm, math. I'm stuck between two right now. Mm. I think I know what two. I think I also know which two. I know which two you definitely aren't thinking of. <laughs> yeah. I think I will go with Chanel. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> Not one of the two. Not one Not of the one two, of the two I thought honestly. either. Chanel's now the you first know, I, draft I, I honestly, I, I th- Chanel yeah. was third in what I thought you were going to go for, so... Yeah, I'm pretty surprised. Why? Why? <laughs> Yeah, why? I I I feel like <laughs> she either goes pretty immediately or makes it to the end, so it's definitely a gamble. Um uh my my other consideration was high, which that's the same situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had I had um, high in my in my two that I thought. Yeah, high was in my shoe as well. And so I just kind of 50-50'd it and landed on Chanel. Okay, I could see it, but yeah, uh, as as Tune mentioned, Chanel is now the first draft pick in both drafts this <laughs> season. <laughs> Wait, soaring? Oh God! Unfortunately, I, I you weren't the one to get to pick Chanel first twice, but <laughs> I don't like picking. You can pass. No, no, I am not going to pass. Jeez, that would be so stupid. You'd, you'd get three whole chance dice. You've been you've been missing out <laughs> this this whole season. I'll pass on all of my remaining choices. <laughs> Give me the chance. There, I think John's going is, to the end. <laughs> there is a situation. There is there is a, a timeline where taking all your chance die and rolling them is actually going to net you more points. But you'd have to draft very poorly. Well, because what you would still get the two last choices, right? Is that like how it would work? Yeah, after the redraft is over. Yeah, and really with how good we are at drafting, uh, you know, those two people left at the bottom aren't necessarily just like completely useless. So if you're happy with yeah. Jonathan, you could just snatch our leftovers plus six chance die. Hey Google, That's... flip a coin. What we should do is roll for D eight or Keep something. Keep in mind we have one more episode and then we have to roll all of our chance die. Yeah. You might lose so... some. I'm going to uh, pick up high. Okay. I, I don't think high is too much of a dark horse at this point, even though there's a lot of friction on his tie on his tribe. I, I think that this is a tribe that's going to like come into the merge as a tribe reborn, basically, and put the past behind them at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like high was definitely like most likely going to be like one of the first two picks here. So yeah. And high would have been my pick if yeah, he was still exactly. Available. So it's like you know whatever. Enjoy him. I'm sure he'll do just fine. Uh, then Fred, that brings it back to you. This one is interesting because now we're at the point where it's just a bunch of very volatile people, essentially. <laughs> right. Uh, there's no real like safe pick. Even the like safest pick is like you know, not that safe because they're not necessarily in a good position. Mm-hmm. Um, all the easy picks got taken. I think my first thoughts were like, Dre and High. 
Um, so this yeah, one's my, my actually kind of tough. Were, uh, my first thoughts coming into this entire situation were Omar, Andrea, myself. Yeah, but Fred's mm-hmm. never going to not lock in Omar. Oh, yeah, I totally acknowledge that. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe Mario Kart talks woo <laughs> Fred over. Maybe, maybe. She plays as her me, goddammit! <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna stick to my guns here, and I'm gonna take Marianne again. Mm-hmm. Okay. I Mario Kart talk did work. I think I'm less like i'm not as enthusiastic as uh i was when drafting her originally or earlier on in the season um but i still don't think this like conflict between like her and jonathan that was set up i don't think that's going to be enough for her to go out very early i think they are more likely to stick together still um, early in the merge. Yeah, I I think so. And I don't think she's like as, you know, compared to another like, you know, bigger personality like Roxroy, I don't think she's going to rub new people the wrong way as much as Roxroy might. Especially coming into like a new group. I think it'll be kind of like a nice, fresh sort of experience for everybody. And then yeah. the other people like Jonathan and oh, and Omer won't be as bothered by her because they'll be able to spread out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty pretty like safe pick. That's kind of where I expected your team to like end up here is <laughs> with these two back again. Um, and... I'm also just totally cool with you know, again sticking to my guns. I'm totally yeah. cool with these being my rider dies. Yeah. So I am put in like the little barrier between the first and the second picks here and uh you know seeing how this is shaken out i'm i'm pretty happy with uh you know my decision i think ultimately if i had the opportunities to pick earlier i probably would have picked high and marianne i definitely wouldn't have chosen chanel i think but i'm left with like a pretty decent group of people here uh i also get the luck i mean i guess we all do from kind of here on out but i get the luxury of not needing to uh you know just like in the first draft, not needing to like hide any of my future plans because uh, I get two picks in a row. I don't think I'm going to choose Roxroy. Don't think I'm going to choose Lydia, which leaves me between Romeo, Lindsay, and Tori. I really, really want to choose Tori just because I feel like it would be really fun, but I feel like I would be silly if I didn't choose uh, Romeo and Lindsay. I think in terms of the paperwork, um, I'll choose romeo first uh he's definitely kind of shaken out as the most like competent person on ika i feel like maybe in a way i know dre is like doing all right too but i feel like uh and maybe it's just like from this last episode but i feel like romeo has a little more like adaptability to him uh so there's that choice and Lindsay uh is just in a pretty decent spot with the um taku people and she's kind of the person we've seen the least about but also kind of the lat like the least divisive person where like you know omer might be like coin is the biggest threat maybe or you know jonathan is obviously a huge target marianne might get on people's nerves but Lindsay has the benefits of 
you know, playing a, a pretty decent social game so far. And if this alliance of four ends up holding strong, uh, you know, she will be in that alliance. Uh, but also I think Lindsay could pretty well kind of merge into other groups if she needed to. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with these two choices here. Yeah, I think out of everyone, Lindsay was definitely the safest choice. Mm-hmm. So that's me. I get one person from each tribe. Fancy. Lindsay was the other one I was contemplating. Mm. Mm-hmm. My 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 uh my decision making on the first pick was Chanel or High, one like one of them, or Lindsay. Interesting. My so, coin flip was between so High and Romeo. I, I kind of had two decisions to make, but one of them occupying the same kind of space in my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see, like, the, the, the reason that I get so cagey when it comes to Romeo is that I just don't feel like I know who Romeo is in the game of Survivor. Yeah, I feel that. I, I, I don't know Romeo's trajectory in this game, and I, I don't necessarily know what his strengths are in the game of Survivor either. That's fair. I think it is hard to quantify them exactly romeo was going to be my next pick if he was available Mm -hmm. um again just mainly because he's in the best position on his tribe and i think compared to the other three he'd have the easiest time uh making some kind of new connection Mm -hmm. Uh, but i do agree with that he also has the upside of probably like if it comes down to like any of the you know balance type challenges or like you know standing on the crucifix or whatever yeah uh you probably have a a decent chance there i don't know if you should call it that but (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. i just don't know if we want like i don't (laughs) i don't know i mean there, there was there, there was a certain Christian who was very famous for spending a lot of no, time. No, I know, up there. I know. I, I don't know if Jeff Jeff Probst's intention was, "Hey, let's put our contestants on a cross." And I mean, yeah, that, as an what, as what a religious allegory, they just call it like a little, like uh, a back a perch, a perch, <laughs> standing on a narrow perch. Uh, At Jeffrey Probst uh, on Twitter, what do you? What do you guys call the the crucifix that they stand on? <laughs> uh, I don't know if they would take too kindly to that, but we all we all love our funny. light, uh, you know, religious references in media, right? But of course, uh, speaking of yeah, it's it's like JRPGs. Let's go kill a church, right? <laughs> uh, right I I guess speaking of Twitter and adding Jeff Probes, uh, <laughs> I'm going to take Lydia here. Uh, because her Twitter's Fair. the funniest. <laughs> it really is. She, she's it's so funny. She's just like me, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good choice. Lydia, like, obviously hasn't shined as much as we maybe expected in the pre-merge here. But if, you know, for example, the, the Vati group ends up staying strong uh, or, you know, something like that, she's at least pretty close to high. And I don't think high is willing to, like, let her go necessarily. So I think that's, like, a... a strong choice with the three people who are left yeah and i'm i'm very happy with she'll, she'll probably stick around yeah that's that's what i'm thinking right it's like even if she doesn't necessarily like win or you know do any advantage stuff or win any challenges she's going to stick around it feels yeah 
All right, so Sori, you have the choice between uh, Tori and Roxroy. All right, TV. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we could you can make a business deal here. <laughs> TV, tell What's me. What's up? Who do you want? <laughs> so Don't what's happening that. here is Sori is trying to see if it's worth uh, passing to get the chance die and still getting the person he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's also something of a, a prisoner's dilemma, right? You know, what what if TV's lying yeah. to me? Play it through. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I want Roxroy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else? You, you, I I can only think of one way to resolve this situation right now, TB. I'm telling you this. I'm going to Rox. <gasps> Drama. Roy. Oh. There's like nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're doing it right now. I see. <laughs> oh, you're actually. Okay. Huh. I mean, Tori had a lot of promise at the start of the season, but I just. She, she's been sloppy. She's sloppy. And yes, so fun, though. I, I almost drafted yeah. her just for the chaos factor on my team. Yeah. <laughs> like, at the end of the day. Even if Roxroy's got a bit of an abrasive personality, I think he just has more potential to stay in the game longer. I think that, especially if Jonathan stays in the game, Roxroy, A, he's going to be, we need Rox to defeat Jonathan because he and Mike are like only muscular guys in the game. I don't know. I feel like right? Roxroy isn't that great at these challenges. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not saying he's great, but he, just on a pure, like, image-based level him and mike are the only like people with big muscles yeah it might be their only option okay (laughs) yeah all right i i actually wanted tori of course Uh, can't tb pass here yeah i'm gonna pass okay (laughs) right no and then just get tori exploit this seems like an exploit this is something like I planned out like a while ago with the old version of the redraft, this and then needs I rewrite an rule. the this rules. The rule. But the thing is, you've all picked like players. You have you have locked it in so that TB has to take Tori at least one chance die. I don't think you're gonna get the the full two here yeah. for an actual technical skip. But, but, yeah, that's fair. But since you've You've been put into this position of having to take this player. Uh, here, here's a little consolation of thinking, thinking, thinking about the rules. Since you actually asked to skip, if you didn't ask to skip, I wasn't going to give you any dice. <laughs> I, I thought about skipping immediately in the first round oh, <laughs> to get my three chance die right back, just to kind of like put a weird twist yeah. in the game. <laughs> But then, then my picks were like both at the bottom, and I was like, yeah. eh. "No, I think I think getting a refund a little bit here is fine because, like, you know, while the first pick is nice, it does also force you with the last pick. So I think getting a little bit back is totally okay with me. I hate so it, I like but I'm not going to. Actually, I'm not going <laughs> to get. I could have had more chance die uh, than I've ever had before. Idea. I think TV should actually lose chance die here. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Fred and Toon should also lose chance die here that, you know what, that's for fair. not spending any to move <laughs> you know what, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, get back to Honestly, me in uh, can episode I, or two. Can I get chance die for being willing to go to rocks? <laughs> okay, stop, stop bargaining with Mike. 
Okay, so there's our redraft. Pretty cool. I feel like, for the most part, uh, I think people are happy with their choices here. Uh, I'm so. I'm happy with the with the squad. They're like uh, they're just fun. <laughs> yeah, good good groups all around. Uh, that being said, anybody want to make any trades? No. I'll trade you Tori for Lindsay. Mm. How many, how many <laughs> uh, chance die are you gonna give me? One. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no shot. I'll trade you. I'll trade you Tori for Roxroy and a chance die. <laughs> <laughs> So in, instead of skipping and getting two chance die, <laughs> we ended up at here where you would only get one. But he would have Tori. Yeah, yeah, but he would he, have Tori. So he he might have had Tori regardless. Hmm. I don't know. I still think I would have picked Tori, but all right, <laughs> let's get out of here then. Um, yeah, let's just yeah. we'll we'll see what happens next episode. We can share the chance die TV. Come on. <laughs> the the community chance die. <laughs> okay. Uh let's see. So now that we have uh you know new teams, it's been a in a, been a little bit. I know this isn't uh you know technically going to be pure necessarily, but does anybody have any new like predictions they'd like to lay down since we're kind of at like a natural you know like refresh point here oh yeah any any merge specific predictions omar wins i I have a different soul survivor pick now okay go for it uh Lindsay. really interesting but you didn't pick her yep TV also did say yep. that Arian is still Survivor in the original draft, so. Right. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, for my original prediction, uh, Jenny did not become the sole Survivor, and, and Fred really didn't become angry at her at all. Not yet. Um, yeah, in fact, I took her. <laughs> I, I yeah, traded exactly. for her. So I was kind of like, totally wrong there. Um, Let's see. I think... I. Uh... I also have another one. Okay, go for it. I think uh, Drea gets voted out before using any advantage. I that's a good one. I like that a lot. And then my entire strategy is out the window, and the I bigger get mad. they are, the harder they fall. True. I feel like I'm going to predict at the very least. Please let this happen. Please, please, please. Roxroy is going to outlast Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> what? What does that mean? <laughs> he doesn't know. El no sabe. Okay. I told you guys that if any of you had actually picked Jackson, I would have told you about them losing. <laughs> okay, so my two predictions are that uh, I think Mike is going to win the season. Just so I have someone to root for. Uh, I also think that Fred is going to win the fantasy, so I have someone to root for. Ooh! Wow! Interesting! Wow! <laughs> so we'll see how those. Can't you vote shake for this out. young, plucky underdog who has never won a season of this podcast? Uh, excuse me, you're in second place right now, so. I think Fred has a little more underdog uh, potential than you. 
Fred, Fred's usually in second place. Yeah, not the historical underdog. <laughs> um, you guys are so caught up the in the past. Underdog. Yeah. No, I it's also uh, was going to say that, let's see, what the amulet thing. This amulet, you think this amulet is ever going to become relevant? It's gotta. It's such. It's, it's gotta. Such interesting twist. I mean, we're merging. But There's like, no way they don't mention it to their alliance members that maybe getting out another person would be helpful. I think it's going to depend on like how the tribes behave once they're all in one beach. Like, if if they kind of like separate themselves off generally, it could become like a point of suspicion when somebody from one tribe goes off to another tribe mm-hmm. sure also I mean, how does it work think... wait does do they have to all play it together it for together. a single extra vote yeah okay uh it's also interesting we have drea who is kind of at the intersection between the amulet and also the oh wait it doesn't matter anymore so just kidding haha <laughs> does um does... when you say like the amulet comes into play uh, does that include like people being strategic, saying, "Oh, if I get them out, it's going to get me closer to the amulet"? No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just thinking like, how long will it take for it to be like used realistically, or if it's more likely for it to be like used as like a steal a vote between, you know, like, like if Lindsay and High end up teaming up, right? And like, all right, let's use the extra vote versus like. You know, everybody waits to try and use it as an idol later on, because I feel like it's it's probably just easier to use it as a uh, like extra vote and just like get it out of the game, so you don't have a target on you anymore that like somebody can Absolutely. use to like specifically have a reason to get you out. But the thing with that is, in some ways, it's a lot more work to coordinate three people for a single extra vote, especially people who are probably going to be on opposite sides of alliance That's lines. why you get rid of Drea. <laughs> <laughs> I forget, what is the second tier of the... It's a steal uh, of a vote. Steal a vote. Hmm. I, I could see steal a vote happening. I, I don't think extra vote happens. It's just not powerful enough and mm-hmm. too difficult to coordinate. Yeah, it's the most work for the least reward. It's just not going to happen. Okay, cool. I don't. I don't actually have a prediction about that. I guess <laughs> just wanted to bring it well, up. Well, in that case, I'm going to make the prediction. I'm going to say it gets triggered as a steal vote. Cool. I agree with you. Okay, cool. Anything uh, else? Anybody wants to say? I think I'm good. Great podcast, guys. You know, we we did it. You know, there were some ups and downs. And... <laughs> Truly went on a journey. I feel like we're coming out of here as different people. The season season isn't over. I know, but we're at the merge, and, you know, we're we're like one big Survivor RNG show fantasy podcast family. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I agree. I'm with you you on that one. You know what families do together? What? They sit down in front of their couch and watch Paramount Plus. Oh my it's god! It's a mountain. Right, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. End the <laughs> if show. If you want to prediction. check out any of our other episodes, uh, you can go to rngshow.com. Uh, this is the first time we've done a redraft, but we've talked about a bunch of other seasons of Survivor. If you are interested in checking those out, oh yeah, that's Thanks the one thing to... I will say is that I hope we do redrafts every season. I think it's a very good mechanic. Yeah. 
Thanks to Zoe for editing this episode, as always. I'm sure it was a fun one. Thanks to Subtact for the use of our theme song, Step Up. Uh, you heard it at the beginning, and you're going to hear it real soon here at the end. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, the spreadsheet is over at rngshow.com slash 42. Um, you can go double check on the rules over there if you're confused, and you can go see the new draft order, the new draft picks, how many chance die everybody has now. Uh, that's all there. Also, we haven't talked about too much, but we are tracking unit totals, uh, aka like individual points earned over the course of a season. Uh, fun fact right now, Marianne is actually at the top. Oh, um, I did not just realize. Just all those challenge wins, one point above Drea. Uh, otherwise, the rest of Taku is there at the top. But yeah, unit, unit totals are there if you're interested in checking out how uh, you know our scoring system shakes out over the course of the season. It's there. Um, the results tab has like a cool graph that, uh, you know, shows our movement over the season. It's fun to see me go from first to last. <laughs> Hopefully I maybe end up first again. We'll see. And we'll be back here in another week to talk about whatever <laughs> happens in this merge episode, because anything is possible at this point. Two hours, baby. Oh, it's a big one. Nice. So. We will see you all then. See you next time. Goodbye.